This is Small Business as Usual, a program about the art of operating small enterprises and the issues faced by the owners. It's a presentation of the Community Economic Development Fund in Meriden, Connecticut. I'm Frederick Welk, a business advisor for CEDF clients. The Community Economic Development Fund is a nonprofit lender providing financing to qualified small businesses in Connecticut that can't obtain traditional bank financing. More about CEDF at the end of the program. This episode is about employee personal problems. Most small business owners develop a soft spot in their hearts for their employees. And especially when someone has worked faithfully for you for a long period of time, you, you tend to get to know a lot about them as individuals. Whether an employee has worked for you for a week or a decade, the temptation of a well-intentioned boss is to want to help solve the personal problems of a subordinate who's in a crisis, even when you know it isn't the best practice. Maybe you've heard stories of employers who end up snake-bitten despite good intentions, and anyone who hasn't been hiding in a cave for years should know that there are a lot of employment practice worries related to getting too close to an employee's personal affairs. But small businesses are thinly staffed, and it can be hard to replace the skills of a good worker. So don't you want to see them in a better place, if only for the good of the business? Besides, speaking for males here, uh, what I've read is that men tend to want to solve problems for others, not necessarily just listen to them. There's probably not a small business owner anywhere who hasn't faced questions like these, so, so finding an expert who can talk with authority on these matters is, well, a step on the road to solving your personnel problems. I'm Bruce Tulligan. I am the founder and CEO of Rainmaker Thinking here in Whitneyville, nay Hamden, Connecticut. We're a research training and consulting firm. We do research on the front lines of the workplace for the last 27 years. More than a half a million people from more than 400 organizations have participated in our research over the last 27 years. And based on the research we collect in our analysis, we provide advice to business leaders all over the world. And we provide leadership and management training and we do organizational development consulting. And so we've worked with organizations ranging from the United States Army to Walmart uh, and everyone in between. Well, when we train leaders, managers, and supervisors, of course, one of the things that uh, is, are, it's so hard for leaders, managers, and supervisors uh, to deal with the human aspects of managing people. Uh, I always say to people, it'd be easy to be a manager if the people you were managing were robots. It's the human element that makes it so hard. Uh, some people walk around the workplace with a flashing neon sign. I'm a special case. I'm a special case. I'm a special case. Uh, I always tell managers, those folks are doing you a favor because it turns out everybody's a special case. It's just that some people are good at hiding it. And everybody has a personal life. Uh, everybody has a home and, and things that are going on outside of work. Sometimes those things are bothering them when they come into work. And so as a leader, manager, supervisor, I always tell folks, look, it's not your job to be a therapist for your employees. It's not your job and you're not qualified. And it's not appropriate, but you have to be a human being. And so if somebody is having a personal problem at home, the first thing you do is say, hey, look, maybe you need to go home and deal with this. If there's something that's keeping you from concentrating on work at work, maybe you need to go home and deal with this issue. Now, if you have a larger organization or if your company 
is part of a professional association where somehow you have access to employee services that you can make available to an employee. Then you can go the extra mile there and, and help them access those employee services. But sometimes what people need is just an accommodation. They just need to be able to go home and deal with their stuff. And if somebody keeps coming in day after day, and obviously there's something not right, well, you know, then maybe you address it as a bigger issue. But it's not appropriate to try to be that person's pastor, best friend, or therapist. What you want to do as a leader is try to help that person make work a place where work is what's going on. And even if there are things outside of work that are bothering you, here at work, this is where you are here to make a living so you can feed your family, so you can pursue your career, so you can contribute to the mission of this business. And this is a place where we can help you focus on that. And it's a place where you can succeed, where you can achieve tangible results, where you can concentrate on relationships based on the work you have in common with people, where you can learn marketable skills, refine your marketable skills, make a contribution. At work, let's focus on the work. And so it's a fine line because, of course, you want to be human, you want to be kind, you have to make accommodations for people, but you have to be very careful not to play a therapist at work because you're not qualified and it's none of your business. Step one is, as a leader, you look at somebody's behavior at work and you do a gap analysis between the behavior you expect and need out of your employees and the behavior you're getting. And you can't manage somebody's feelings, but you can manage their behavior. And I always say, look, feelings matter, but feelings are on the inside. Attitudes on the outside. Sometimes people come to work nowadays and they're like, I'm just not feeling it today. And the right answer then is, oh, but you're an adult and you're at work, so I shouldn't know that. <laughs> you know, people need to keep their game face. They need to be their work selves at work. But of course they're human beings. The way you handle this is at first line, you deal with the behavior because you can't manage feelings, but you can manage behavior. If it's a recurring issue, then it is appropriate to say to somebody, hey, I've noticed this recurring issue. What's going on? Now, if the person starts to go down the path of sharing their personal business with you, you gotta be careful. People work with their colleagues for days, weeks, months. You develop personal affinities, maybe you develop friendships. That's a complication in the working relationship. And I think you have to be very careful about going down that path of having somebody start really confiding in you. Uh, what I say to folks is, look, if you are friends, then maybe the right thing to say is, hey, after work, let's go out for a soda and talk about this, and I'll be your friend in that setting. Here at work, we got to focus on the work. But if what you're saying is, how do you know if something's going on deep inside? You know, I have managers will say to me, well, I have this person who's got an attitude problem. By the way, bonus tip. You got somebody with an attitude problem, don't tell that person they have a bad attitude <laughs> because that's a good way to make a bad attitude worse. Uh, and that conversation is going nowhere. You got a bad attitude. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. That conversation is going nowhere 
But if what you say is, well, you don't talk to anyone at work, when they try to talk to you, you say, get away from me. When you do pass by people, you turn the corners of your mouth down and you emit a low growling sound and periodically you utter curse words. That's behavior. That's behavior. And I have managers say to me sometimes, well, you know, I have this person with a bad attitude. You know, I was thinking about it at home the other day and I realized that person's got anger issues deep inside. Well, you know what? That's none of your business. You're not qualified to figure that out. But it is appropriate to say to somebody, hey, whatever's going on for you, that's affecting your performance at work. And if it's really a personal problem, the, the appropriate and kind thing is to give them a chance to go home and deal with it at home. People have bad days, bad weeks, bad months, bad years. What you have to figure out is, what are the deal breakers? You don't expect people to come into work and always be rays of sunshine. Some people may come in and they may be tired. They may be unhappy. If they can still treat their colleagues appropriately, if they can still deal with your vendors appropriately, with your customers appropriately, and if they can still execute on their tasks and responsibilities, that's what matters. Now, if they're not you know, going the extra mile, if they're not bringing a great attitude, a can-do attitude, maybe their performance is failing on the margins. People have to take care of themselves outside of work in order to bring their best selves to work. And by the way, also in today's environment with handheld supercomputers and other technology, people are available to each other 24-7, 365. So the boundaries of what's work and what's not work have become less clear. Uh, many more people, just as they bring work home, they bring their personal lives to work. Of course, it's not an airtight environment. But as a leader, what you want to do is remember, this person you owe a responsibility to as a human being, uh, this person, if he or she reports to you and you're, you have power in relation to their career and livelihood, you have a special responsibility to them because of that power. But you also have obligations to the other people in, in the business. You have other employees, you have customers, you have vendors, and you owe an obligation to them as well. So it's not an airtight dynamic, but what I advise our clients is you want to create a culture at work that's about the work and that's about a shared mission and shared success. And that doesn't mean you turn a blind eye to the human element, but it means you try to create an environment where what people are doing in your workplace is focused on their shared mission and their contribution to that mission. What we advise leaders, managers, supervisors at all levels in organizations of all shapes and sizes is you've got to engage in an ongoing, regular, structured dialogue with every person about the work. Most managers, they communicate a lot, but they touch base. Hey, how's everything going? Everything on track? Any problems I should know about? They say, hey, my door is always open. Let me know if you need me. I'm just a phone call or a text away. And then they're on emails together. They're in some meetings together. Then what happens? Problems hide below the radar. And when the problem blows up, then it's firefighting. And usually it's business firefighting because, oh, there's a problem that hid below the radar and now we're dealing with it. Sometimes it's personal issues. Sometimes it's personnel, right? Which is sort of somewhere between personal and business. But a much better way to conduct yourself as a leader is to engage with every person every day, every other day, twice a week, once a week, depending on the person. 
in a regular structured dialogue where you talk with them about their tasks, responsibilities, and projects, what's your plan for the day, what's your plan for the week, what are your priorities, what are the things that might not get done. For your recurring tasks and responsibilities, show me your standard operating procedures, show me your checklist. For your projects, show me your plan. On an ongoing basis, what you should be doing is helping them plan their resource needs, troubleshoot, problem solve, ask them what decisions do you need made, what priorities might not get done, what might get delayed. Talk through the work. And if you build an ongoing structured dialogue with every person about the work, then you have this trust and confidence that is based on a real rapport, what you have in common, that shared contribution to the shared mission. Uh, then when personal things come up, they're anomalous. They're, hmm, okay, well, this is a personal matter. It can be dealt with as, as an external factor. Either, hey, how can we help you get your hands on some resources to help with this? Or maybe you go home and deal with this so you can come back and focus on the work. Or if we happen to be friends, then hey, after work, let's go talk about this over a soda. I've had a small business now for 27 years, and I like to think that I've been a good person and human and kind. Um, probably, if I have erred, it's been too much on that side. I know from my own experience losing my mother, I had a, a very hard time staying focused on the work. You know, I lost a lot of time on that. But I think it was a mistake when I imposed that on people at work. You know, in most small businesses, you have to strike a balance. Look, maybe this person isn't your best friend, but maybe in a small town, this person is your kid's baseball coach. So, you know, you have a, a different set of complexities to navigate. But I think it's a gift to everyone that when you're at work, you say, look, this is where we're here for our livelihood. This is how we feed our families. This is how we serve our customers. This is how we optimize our relationships with our vendors. So my job here is to help everyone make a living and do their work. So I, I think it is okay. It, you shouldn't be cold hearted. What you're doing is you're trying to balance your various responsibilities in that situation. If you focus on the work, if you focus on taking one concrete action after another and you achieve some tangible result, you're going to feel better. No matter what's going on outside of work, if I can help you accomplish something when you are here at work, either go home. But if you're here and you're consumed with distraction all day and you're not getting the work done, then you're going to feel even worse. But if I can help you focus on the work and do one concrete action after another and achieve something, you're probably going to feel a lot better. Many thanks to Bruce Tolgan for sharing his research and wisdom about handling employees' personal problems. You can find out more about Bruce, his books, and his speaking schedule at RainmakerThinking.com. Thanks to Chad Crouch for music. Our theme is by Orchestral Movement of 1932. Small Business as Usual is presented by the Community Economic Development Fund, a nonprofit organization which provides enterprises in Connecticut with term loans, lines of credit, and commercial mortgages when they can't get traditional bank financing. For the seventh year in a row, we're Connecticut's top SBA microlender. We make business term loans at very nominal interest rates, as small as a few thousand dollars, and larger business loans too, from a pool of loan capital provided by many of the state's leading banks. 
There are geographic and or income qualification requirements for the borrowers. You can find out more about all of this at CEDF.com. And this episode of Small Business as Usual is available there. It's number 20-2. I don't know, Bruce. I don't think the audio quality on this episode was up to our usual standards. Hey, look, maybe you need to go home and deal with this.